It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email back to the book broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Please take your Bibles once again, turn to the book of Hebrews in chapter number 11. Hebrews chapter number 11, we are continuing our thought on steps of faith. Steps of faith. Now we began dealing with this first step. Faith trusts in God. We looked at Abel. Abel's offering versus Cain in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 4. We said that Abel's sacrifice was better. Why? Because it trusted on the blood of a lamb. And it excluded trust in one's own works. Faith in God I didn't say this yesterday, but faith in God must be pure faith. When, actually, let me let me turn you to a, another passage here, real quick, in Hebrews chapter four, and I believe it's verse number two. Speaking, understand Hebrews was written to some Jewish believers, and they were being tempted to return back to Judaism. So there's a group that have already turned back. And Paul is talking about them in chapter 4. He says, For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. You had a group of people here that were not willing to, to believe in faith, or by faith, trust in Christ. They still wanted to work their own way to heaven. Oh yeah, Jesus is the Messiah, but I'm going to work my way to heaven. There was no faith there. It wasn't pure faith. My point is, faith, faith trusts in God. They were trying to trust in something other than God. They were trying to trust in their own works. Oh, they believed in God. But they weren't willing to put full faith in the work of Christ. I wanted to turn you to one other scripture before we go on. And really, before I go any farther, let me just pray really quickly again. Father, thank you once again for an opportunity to share your word. And Lord, I pray that you would bless your word as it goes out. Use it in the hearts of those listening. And I pray, Lord, that if there is a person today listening by radio or by whatever means that that this will go through. Lord, I pray that you would take it and convict them of their need of salvation. Have your will and way, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to turn you to one other passage and then we'll move on to the next step. But 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians in chapter 15 gives us the gospel. What is the gospel? You see, faith trusts in God. Faith trusts in the blood of Christ. Without the shedding of blood, there'd be no remission of sins. It's Christ's blood that paid the penalty for your sins. So faith trusts in the blood of Christ, of course. But I want to share with you just quickly the gospel. Here's the gospel. Um, 
it says, actually, let me just back up just a little bit. In verse number one, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I have preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I have delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. And it goes on to tell how He was seen of several others, giving that that witness there. What is the gospel? Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. If you are willing to to, uh, admit that you are a sinner before God, if you can see how guilty you are before God, if you could see yourself, your sin through the eyes of God, you'd understand. But you see, when we realize that we're a sinner, on our way to hell, that is when help becomes available. Because Christ died, was buried, and rose again for your sakes. He shed His blood to pay for your sin. And if you are willing to put absolute confidence, full faith in the blood of Christ, in the righteousness of Christ, then you can come to God. Then can you begin to please God. Step number one, faith trusts in God. Step number two, if we're going to make a difference, remember the initial question I asked, do you wish to please God? If you do, this is how it's done. First of all, you're going to have to trust in Him. If you're not saved, you're not His son, you're not His child. If you're not saved, you can't please Him. Step number two is faith walks with God. We come to Enoch. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Let me show you something the book of Genesis tells us about him. and It may take me just a minute to turn to this passage. Verse, there it is, Genesis chapter 5, verse number 22. This is really, other than this verse, a verse in Jude, and of course the verses we are reading in Hebrews, you don't really see anything else about him. But this is what he's known for. And Enoch walked with God. In verse 24, and Enoch walked with God. And he was not, for God took him. It's said of Noah as well that he walked with God. My point is, if you're going to please God in spiritual things, in your service for God, you see, the first step we've dealt with, that's that's salvation. It doesn't deal with our service. You've got to come to God by faith. 
There are many, I think, that have gotten a hold of that. They've come to God by faith, but now they're trying to work for God in their own power, not by faith. If we want to make a difference for God, it is absolutely critical that we understand that we can get nowhere with God until we learn to walk with Him. There is no replacement for a personal walk with God. No replacement for a personal walk with God. I'm speaking of prayer, and I'm speaking of your relationship with Him in His Word. How many times have we begun to try to work for Him without having been empowered by Him? We can't accomplish anything for Him until we learn to walk with Him. Enoch pleased God. You know why? Because he walked with Him. Enoch had a testimony that he pleased God. You know why? Because he walked with Him. When you walk with God, you cannot hide it. Faith learns to diligently seek Him. The end of verse 6, For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. If that is not referring to prayer, what else is it? Prayer and the Word of God. They really You can't really separate them. We need them both. Our walk with God requires both. We ought to have a desire for the things of God. We ought to have a desire to spend time with God before we do things for Him. We have to spend time with Him. We have to get direction. Where do we get direction from? The Word of God. If we do not learn to spend time with Him, how how can we ever Make a mark for Him. If we don't learn to to get alone with Him and get direction from Him, how can we ever follow Him? It has been said, it makes a good quote to a lot of us, but I'm not sure if we've realized the full truth of it. It has been said that We cannot go forward with God except we go forward on our knees. Of course, it's referring to prayer. If we don't learn to walk with Him, we can't please Him. I want my life to be a life of faith. By faith, I believe there are are big things God wants to do. You see, everything God does is big. I want to see God do a work in my time, in my country, in my state, wherever I'm at. I want to see God working. I want God working in my life. But until I learn to walk with Him, I'll not see it. I think part of the reason why we lack power with God It's because we're not willing to walk with Him. 
We don't spend time with Him. We haven't made it a personal relationship with Him. How can you please somebody you do not know? Try doing that with your wife. Don't work, does it? You go to buy her a meal at a Mexican restaurant and you don't realize that she doesn't like Mexican. It ain't going to go over so well, will it? But I'm afraid there's a lot of people trying to please God just like that. Oh, I'm going to do this for him. I'm going to do that for him. But you don't even know him. You won't even spend time with him. How do you know that's what he wants you to do? We've got to learn to spend time with him. Only then can we please him. That's a common theme that runs throughout the Word of God. And I'm convinced it's not always put in those words. But every person that you find in the Hall of Faith, in Hebrews 11, every major character in the Word of God that made a mark for God, prayer was always involved. They had a power with God that is foreign to most Christians today because they were willing to pay a cost, a price on their knees to see something done for God. Jacob is mentioned here. And we find a verse in Genesis about him wrestling with God. And he wrestled a long time. Some of us give up too easy. Some of us won't wrestle with God in prayer. You know what that says? We're not really serious. We're not really concerned. We don't want to make a mark for Him. We don't actually want to walk with Him. We say it, but we won't live it. If you want to make a mark for God, if you want to please God, may I say the second step you're going to have to take is not only to trust in Him, but to begin to walk with him. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email back to the book broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwallen.org.